Welcome to It's Funny, That Makes It Okay, a podcast where we talk about what we find funny, strange, off the wall, possibly even a rant from time to time. I'm Doug Meeks, my co-host is Greg Daniel, and here we go. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Episode 7, first week of March. We are back again. I'm Doug, that's Greg. We've got Mike with us again tonight. Hello, everybody. Coming at you from the It's Funny Studios, (laughs) otherwise known as a bedroom in my house. (laughs) Well, that's a whole other story that we'll have to get into at some other point. I don't really want to get into that. That's what makes it funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, on that note, uh, how's everybody doing? We're everybody doing good, having a good week. Doing well. Doing well. Still fighting snow here in the Midwest. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm supposed yep. to get some snow tonight, and I'm finally almost over my cold. I've still got a little bit of it, but uh, it, it kind of uh, kicked my butt there for about a week and a half. Yeah, it's been bad this year, uh, so glad to hear you're almost over it. That's yeah. good. Um, anything else going on, Mike? You got anything going on? Well, we uh, changed uh, my wife's brakes yes we did weekend, we did so front brake pads front brakes, on a 2008 yep. honda civic a lot yeah. of fun oh that yep, sounds fun. like a blast <laughs> we got it in an hour and a half with yep. only one trip to no, the auto parts store yeah so no major problems good. we'll take that as yeah, a win that's really the only good. other trip we had to make was to get the jack handle for my jack at my daughter's house oh <laughs> <laughs> you can never have everything no you cannot so uh well anyways let's get started tonight and uh Earlier tonight, Mike and I were sitting around waiting for, for Doug to get here. He's always late, so we were sitting waiting. Fashionably late. <laughs> and uh, TV was on. So we actually, right from as we were sitting there, we, we came up with our intro for tonight. And uh, I, a few weeks ago, Doug and I kind of talked about the Darwin Awards. And um, I think it was some some criminals at a fast food joint, and the girl. I think it was. Yeah, and the girl died in the cooler. Yes, it was a sad segment. Yes, and obviously we don't want to make fun of people dying. That's. But if you're going to die, do it in a funny way so that we can make fun of it. <laughs> I guess. Well, so there was a story on the news tonight, even of this of this guy, uh, and Mike's going to share this story and uh, see what you think. Yeah, I, I thought this one was pretty good. As Craig said, this one kind of fell out of the sky right into our laps. It really did. Um, so I'll, I'll read you this article uh, from Popular Mechanics. The headline is, Daredevil dies in failed homemade rocket launch to prove that Earth is flat. Mad Mike Hughes, a Mad. daredevil. <laughs> Mad Mike. A daredevil and prominent supporter of the flat Earth theory died February 22nd after his homemade rocket crashed into the ground. You know, if your parents name you Mad Mike, they're kind of locking you into a <laughs> daredevil type of a career field. You're not going to have Mad Mike the doctor. I am your doctor, Mad Mike. Well, I think Mad Mad Mike, he, I think he came up with that. Oh, okay. I yeah, think. I think so. Yeah. Well, he it, supposedly he was a self-taught engineer, which in the end we can kind of <laughs> see how that worked out for him. So uh, get your degrees in engineering, uh, please, from a dedicated university. But anyway, Daredevil Mike Hughes died Saturday, February 22nd, after his rocket crashed in the ground outside of Barstow, California. Again, he was trying to prove that Earth is indeed flat. Uh, he was 64 when he died. Uh, several um, production crews were actually on site at the time filming for what was supposed to be a Science Channel documentary. So this was all captured on video and and all that stuff. It, it said seconds after launch, a parachute could be seen fluttering away from the rocket, uh, which they thought broke off early prematurely, um, caused something you know in the rocket to fail, possibly had even knocked him out because the rocket was even equipped with other backup parachutes, but... Um, 
he obviously did not engage those. So uh, really, the thing that stuck out to me about this whole thing was a quote that Mad Mike had <laughs> Mad Mike had given to the Science Channel shortly before his death, where he says, "People ask me why I do stuff like this." And basically, it's to convince people that they can do things extraordinary with their lives. And it would be okay if he stopped right there. That would be great. That's a good quote. But he continues. And maybe it pushes people to do things that they normally wouldn't do with their life. Okay, even then, that's fine. But then he finishes, (laughs) and maybe it'll inspire someone else. Please, Mad Mike, please do not inspire anyone else to launch themselves from a self-made rocket to their death. I actually did hear about that. And I believe the rocket was steam-powered. Steam-powered. Yes, yes, it was steam-powered. Because if I'm going to pick some kind of a fuel to get me to outer space, my first thought is always steam. Steam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I'm living in a Jules Verne novel, I guess, where I've steampunked, you know, and I've got different uh, gears and sprockets that are going to get my ship up to uh, to outer space. Well, he and was... if he thought the Earth was flat, what was his... What was he trying to prove? If the rocket did go into outer space, it, it would just keep going because there's nothing to orbit. So he'd just fly off forever. Or <laughs> what was what was the end goal? <laughs> well, his theory was that the Earth was shaped like a frisbee, and I quote that that was his words: "It was shaped like a frisbee." So he was hoping to reach a height of sixty-two thousand feet. <laughs> sixty-two thousand feet. I, he's a self. Self-taught engineer. I'm, I'm sure that was very calculated. Did they did they calculate what height did he actually reach before the uh, no, not, demise? No, it not, wasn't real high. <laughs> not from this flight, but actually he had completed successful launches in the past. So from a, a launch that occurred in March of 2018, he actually reached a height of almost 2,000 feet at 1,875 feet. Um, and he landed that one successfully. He reached a max speed of 350 miles an hour wow. and reported no serious injury. But that's 1,800 compared to 62,000. 62, that's, yeah. that's a big difference. It is. <laughs> and are we really still trying to prove that the Earth is flat? I just, I don't know. Uh, some people are. That's a serious, there's some people out there that are very serious about that. I mean, they're, I mean, Mad Mike was serious enough to die that's, for it. I'm not a doctor. I can't technically diagnose them that that but they're insane (laughs) (laughs) then i would assume that they also are under the theory that we've never gone to the moon or anything like oh that's a government hoax you know because if you just look out the window you know and frisbee shaped i i don't know (laughs) couldn't you just prove this if the earth is flat by just like driving and and taking a boat and just getting to the edge of the earth and fall and turn it right before it falls off right i mean think you don't need to shoot up in the air. If it's flat, at some point, I'm going to get to the end. You would think so. And I'm not an engineer. No. Not no. even a self-taught one. It makes well, me think about the Bugs Bunny cartoon. The world, she's a flat. <laughs> like a pancake. She's around like uh, the apple. She's around like my head. She's a flat like it. Okay, now see, we're off on this whole other thing. Bu- Bugs Bunny. Woo. So I guess he did not have the right stuff. No, he did not. Oh, no, and he's not Rocket Man. He is not, not anymore. No. So, so while it is sad that a person did pass away, we don't. You know, like but he him. died doing what he loves. <laughs> he did, <laughs> <laughs> making a fool out of himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, actually, Mad Mike uh, will live on uh, outside of his exploits into space. He actually, fun fact, he actually holds a Guinness World Record for a 103 foot jump in a Lincoln Town Car Stretch Embassy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! <laughs> He's like evil, evil Knievel. <laughs> 
<laughs> a stretch limousine jump. What did he jump over anything? Yeah, I, he did. I, I think it was cars, other cars. You know, kind of yeah. like a monster trucker. You know, even now, did he do jump. this on purpose or was he like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His people yep. like bride and groom in I'm the back seat. <laughs> He's at the airport holding up. He's at the airport holding up the sign, Gennard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah! I'm Mad Mike, your driver. <laughs> Just pull over here. I'm fine. I'm good. This is where I want to be. Oh, my oh. goodness. Well, Mad Mike, we salute you. Yes, we salute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that was uh, quite the tale. Yes. Mad Mike. I All hear right. that nickname is actually available now. I, I think well, you your name, your name yeah, is Mike. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Mad Greg just doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't roll. Yeah. Mad Doug doesn't either. It's Mad Mike yeah. really rolls. Grouchy Greg is probably more. You know. Your wife will come <laughs> home. What are you doing? Build the rocket. <laughs> Somebody's got to continue the legacy. And I'm mad. I'm very <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else on that one? Nothing on that one. Nope. All right. Well, let's start making people upset. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> Okay, so um, I have come across this article. It's, it's a, it came out towards the end of last year. This, this woman, uh, I'll kind of give you a little bit of background. She's gotten a lot of heat or some heat because she quit her job because she wanted to become a 1950s housewife. That's what she wants to do. That's what she likes to do. So I, I read that article. I did a little research and came up with a few other things that we'll, we'll talk on. I'll kind of go over this article. I'll try to make it fairly quick. But uh, so anyway, this this woman, uh, Katrina Holt, uh, she'd been married for three years and uh, was tired of getting stressed out by her job as a payroll um, person in this in a department. And uh, so she decided that she just wanted to live by a 1950s housewife. This particular article, they were interviewing her kind of uh, getting their little digs in at her as well in, in their commentary after they've talked to her. Um, but uh Basically, she lives in Oregon, and she wanted to, uh, you know, start doing things like they did in the 1950s. And it says here that she busies herself by cleaning. She makes dresses, and that's how, one of the ways that she actually makes money now. She makes vintage dresses and sells them online. Uh, it says here she has to busy herself cleaning, making dresses, and getting dinner on the table by the time her husband gets home from his job as an engineering manager. If she's making dresses, are they really vintage? Vintage style, I guess. <laughs> Maybe she's using very old material. It's a vintage 2020 dress. <laughs> well, she makes them in the style of that. Gotcha. But anyway, so I'll just read a few little excerpts here that I found interesting. It says that they, they, they uh, were talking to her, and she says, this is a quote. She goes, I feel like I'm living how I always wanted to. My, it's my dream. My husband shares the vision. Uh, oh, I'll bet he does. It says, <laughs> as vinyl Doris Day soundtrack plays in the background. It's a lot of work. I do a ton of dishes, laundry, and ironing, but I love it. And it's helping to take care of my husband, and that makes me really happy. I think that's what really irritated the person. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) At this point, because they really kind of go in. Yes, her closet is full of flattering frocks. She sewed herself, and the home decor is retro as all get out. Uh, Excuse me. So it says, "When when I look at everything that's happening in the world, I feel like I belong in a nicer, more old-fashioned time. I agree with old-fashioned values. I like being a housewife, taking care of my family, nurturing people, and keeping your house in excellent condition so everyone feels relaxed. That's horrible. That is awful. Um, 
But it, it gives kind of a, a breakdown of her typical day. It says she starts at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, she wakes up and lays out her husband's clothes. So uh, all you wives out there may want to start, I'll wait and let you get your pencils, paper. I was going to say, they probably want to be taking notes about this. Oh, point. I definitely yeah. think. Yeah. I think they should. You know, and and Mike, if you didn't get any notes, we'll we'll give you a set to take home to Courtney. Yes. And... Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure uh, she gets those. So she gets up at 6.30, lays out her clothes. Then she does 15 minutes of a gentler exercise from yesteryear. Because she says, uh, you know, we push our bodies to the limit. In the 50s, that wasn't the attitude. It was just to take care of yourself. She has a vintage slant board. It's a small wooden ramp. And she does core exercises like sit-ups for about 10 to 15 minutes a day. So after her workout, she goes upstairs, goes ahead and gets all cleaned up, shower, does all of her makeup. Um, <clears throat> says she wants to look her best. Then it's time to do her chores. So she gets herself done up nice, gets the chores done. Says after spending an hour doing laundry, you know, sweeping, dusting, making sure the place is nice, she goes to lunch, tidies up, and freshens up as well. Then she goes upstairs and she starts sewing for her designs that she'll sell on uh, online. Uh, it says Holt starts up around 4 p.m. and ensures that the dinner is ready by the time Lars arrives. And so, see, they put out this whole article, and people on Twitter were just lambasting her, like, oh, you're setting women's rights back, you know, 70 years, how can you do this? I guess, bottom line to me, if it makes her happy, and her husband is, and her husband's fine with it. Oh, no, but you can't If her it. husband is allowing this, I don't know. <laughs> but you can't make yourself happy. That's... No, but I bet if she wants to be happy and do this, I don't have a problem with that. If you want to work, I don't have a problem with that either. But I just, I just thought, wow, she was... Some of the comments after the article were just brutal, absolutely yeah. brutal. But anyway, so after, when I was doing all that, I came across a couple of articles. Now, one I'm going to touch on here. It's it's the Good Wife's Guide, and this gained popularity several years ago. Like in 2015, it came out. And I was doing some reading on it, and, it, and it, it's supposed to supposedly was in a magazine that came out like in 1953, and it lists some of the things that a good wife should do. Although I read a lot of other articles that questioned the validity of the article, said it was a sham, something somebody made up. Oh, it has to be. Uh, so <laughs> this cannot be. I'm true. not going to uh, go through the whole thing, but I, I am going to touch on five or six of the uh, the more interesting points. Let me put it that way. Uh, again, I'll wait for all of you ladies to turn the turn it to a new page here because we want to make sure that you. Yeah, you lay, lay the dish, lay the dish rag down for now. <laughs> You can you can and, do the dishes when we're done. <laughs> we don't want to get you and get you in trouble or anything. Yeah, so, come on uh, out of the kitchen. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what? Maybe put this on pause and ask your husbands if it's okay if you can <laughs> listen to this and then get back to your chores. Well, you probably <laughs> don't want to disturb him in the evening. He's probably reading or something. Maybe leave him a note for the next day, and then you can continue there this the next day. <laughs> anyway. So uh, here are some things, and again, I feel like these these points are kind of valid for some of the things that came out in the 50s. So I'd be interested in uh, running these by, I'll actually run these by my wife after after our show here and see how, see how well they're received. Well, you'll be able to use this bedroom to sleep in. <laughs> Good. We'll throw out a few cots. I think we'll be staying here. So the first thing that they say is have dinner ready. You should plan ahead even the night before to have a delicious meal ready on time for his return. This is just a way to let you know that 
let him know that you've been thinking about him and you're concerned for his needs. So I think that's a very good point. Yeah. I think, you know, 20, if you need the 24 hours to get the meal prepped, maybe lay out a week's worth of meals at once. Because we, we do care. I mean, we don't want you slaving all day. Maybe slave one day and freeze those, and then you can warm them up for us, you know. Uh, not in the microwave, though. I like them warmed up in the stove. They taste a little better. That microwave sometimes doesn't really work out. I like this, too. It says, most men are hungry when they get home, and the prospect of a good meal is part of the warm welcome needed. I think everybody's hungry when they get home. <laughs> Aren't men hungry all the time? <laughs> probably, I'm not hungry. Like, really? <laughs> okay. Let's see. What did you make? <laughs> yeah. That'll determine whether I'm hungry or not. And now, the second one is very important as well. Prepare yourself. Take 15 minutes to rest up so you'll be refreshed when he arrives. So I'm supposed to get home around 5.15. want my wife to quit maybe maybe at like 4.55. Take a little break. Rest up. Freshen yourself up. You know, touch up your makeup if you need to. If you've, if you've happened to glisten a little bit because of all the housework you've been doing. And, you know, throw on... Throw on a fresh outfit, something nice, something a, a little fun, a little sassy, but fun, you know. And yeah. then, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Mike, you've been you've been married less than a year. I'm sure Courtney is still doing all these things right now, right? Oh, to a T. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Put a ribbon in your hair to be fresh looking. <laughs> He's just been with a lot of work weary people. <laughs> oh, then, then after that, it says. <laughs> The first part is kind of funny, but I love the second the second half of this sentence. So it says, be a little gay and a little more interesting for him. <laughs> I like the more. It's the adjective. Be a little more interesting. If you're interesting, you need to bring your game up just a bit. You're not quite interesting enough. You're a little boring. So, in fact, it says his boring day may need a lift, and one of your duties is to provide it. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Over the cooler months of the year. We're not just, arguing. No. <laughs> hey, we didn't write these. No, we're we're just informing. Just this is PSA. This is just information. We're Each trying week, to help. We're here to inform. We That's are what here. we're here, we're here for. to help. Yes. Mike just fell on the floor laughing. <laughs> uh, this is this was a good one too. Over the cooler months of the year, which is what we're in now. So, you know, it's a little cooler outside, a little colder. It says, uh, you should prepare and light a fire for him to unwind by. <laughs> your, husband feel, your husband will feel he has reached a haven of rest and order, and it will give you a little lift, too. After all, catering to his comfort will provide you with immense personal satisfaction. So, ladies, get out there. Get that wood chopped, stacked up. Get that fireplace stoked and get it nice and warm for us. I'm sure a lot of them. I'm sure a lot of them would want to start a fire and they don't even have a fireplace. <laughs> yeah. Well, just this weekend, I sharpened my wife's axe so that she can get the firewood cut. I'm sure now, that's what she'll use it for. I was going to say, having just went through this whole segment, I'm kind of regretting that I sharpened that axe. <laughs> Although I don't know if I. It's better just to hit. You know, take the one hit and it's. Oh, over, you want it to, to be, be clean. Oh yeah, dull, dull blade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You actually helped yourself in that process. So. so, honey, if you're listening, that that axe is strictly for firewood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two more things, and then we'll move on from this one. So, listen to him. You may have dozens of important things to tell him, but the moment of his arrival is not the time. Let him talk first. Remember, his topics of conversation are more important than yours. Oh, <laughs> Bam. 
Mike's shaking his head, but he secretly has to agree. We know. Because he, he's like, yep, that's right. He's shaking his head. Yep. No, no, no. I mean, no. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I'll give you an example just today, actually. My wife, Courtney. She's oh, out. Let me make sure this is turned up well. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no, she's out today. She's given a speech promoting her business, um, you know, at the Rotary uh, here in our, our town where we live. and That's nice that you let her do those things. She's out making a difference <laughs> in people's lives. And in my day, I'll t- what I did today, I was at the office, the only one there. I took two phone calls all day. I worked on my computer by myself. And that was about it. But the bigger question is, did she have dinner ready when you got home? <laughs> <laughs> did she meet you at the door all fresh face? And then With maybe a bow in her hair? Down, yeah. Holding a plate of uh, pork, uh, pot roast, and uh, potatoes. Absolutely. <laughs> and that is, what, that is what makes her so amazing. You should have said, well, it's Tuesday. So, yeah. <laughs> That's how I know it was Tuesday. <laughs> All right. The last one from this stupid list is, uh, says, make him comfortable. Have him lean back in a comfortable chair. Lie down in the bedroom. Maybe bring him a cool or warm drink if he needs it. <laughs> I ex- this I pre- sounds like oh. just a regular night in my life actually oh yeah <laughs> I, I like one you've got on here too that you didn't cover is the uh prepare the children <laughs> prepare them take take a few minutes to wash the children's hands and faces if they are small i don't know what you do if they're large you don't, you don't wash their face or hands <laughs> their face is way too big to wash i've got giant melon-headed kids i can't wash their whole face uh, comb take their, an hour. Yeah, comb their hair, and if necessary, change their clothes. They are little treasures. Oh, they are treasures. And he would like to see them playing the part. <laughs> <laughs> Minimize all the noise at the time of his arrival. Eliminate all noise of the washer, dryer, or vacuum. <laughs> so basically what they're saying is you better have your work done before I get home because I don't want to hear any of this crap disturbing the rest of my evening. That's right. <laughs> Mike's mouth is completely open now. Like, I don't know what to say. There are landmines everywhere. <laughs> yes, there are. We've been married long enough that my wife's probably mad at me right now about something anyway. So at this point, <laughs> just throw this out here. I might as well get some laughs out of it. That's right. <laughs> if she's not mad at me two seconds ago, she is now. So there we go. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was the end of that article. I got one more. It's a little different. Kind of, it's kind of on the same vein, but we're going to switch it up just a tad bit. Uh, so it's not these. Yeah, it is oh, these. Okay. But uh, you married ladies, we're, we're done. So you can put your notebooks down and maybe go back to your dishes or vacuum or whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever you were doing before you started taking notes. This is for the single ladies. And this is where, if we could play music, cue the queen bee. Yep. All the single ladies. There we go. That's right. This is an actual article that I did find, and it's from a 1957 uh, edition of the magazine McCall's. And my mom, I believe, actually used to get the McCall's magazine, and it would have all kinds of things, that, like articles and patterns and things for whatever. But this was one that they put out for the single women out there, 129 ways for a woman to attract a husband. Again, we're just here to provide information yes. and assistance. Well, and so. it says here that McCall's put together 
a group of people to brainstorm to come up with these gems. Now, we're not going to do 129 for the podcast. <laughs> we'll be here a while. Yes. This is a three-part podcast. No. <laughs> just a no. segment. Before this podcast started, we each just picked five. And we'll just, we'll just touch on the five that kind of we thought were important. So any ladies out there that are single or, you know, uh, after this podcast, I may get whacked in the axe. My wife may use some of these. I don't know. Whacked in so, the honey, what? listen up. Whacked with an axe. Oh. <laughs> whacked I wasn't with sure. an axe. Oh, you said in the. I, no. I, well, I might be too. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I hope there's no Lorena Bobbitt in my future. So that's an old reference. Yes, it is. So you can look it up. I'm not going into it. <laughs> anyway, 129 ways for single women to attract a husband. Uh, the first one, I'll start it off. Uh, the first one that I circled was... Uh, Read the obituaries to find eligible widows, widowers. That's great. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your wife. She was lovely. What are you doing for supper tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, there's probably enough guys out there to be like, she was lovely and nothing. Why are you coming over? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe go through the visitation yes, line. Yes. <laughs> Have I grieved enough? <laughs> so that would be my first gem to throw out there for the for the single ladies. And a gem it is. It is a gem. Again, you may want to get a notebook and write these down. Yeah, you single gals. All right. Well, Mike, go ahead. Sure. I I had a quick question though about this article. Do you know were, were these people who were uh, brainstorming these ways were these uh, or were they self-taught? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't I just, know. They might be. I was just curious. They might be self-taught. But uh, one I had here was get a job demonstrating fishing tackle in a sporting goods store. Oh, go <laughs> so down to really, the Bass Pro and really, you could think of all the metaphor, the dating metaphors in this one too. You know, oh, all yeah. the fish in the sea. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reel them in. You know. Yeah. That's right. Reel them in. You can you can do that literally. Throw them back. Hits. Catch and release. Yeah. Catch and release. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Ooh, you're not a good one. I'm gonna release you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, guys like fishing, and you know, you're way around a fishing pole. And, uh... <laughs> I like the way Mike just uh, raised his, eye, uh, his eyebrows. <laughs> we won't touch it. Nope. We'll take a woman who knows the way around a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll touch it. <laughs> and now I'll have to apologize for that. <laughs> Oh. You can't keep tossing them softballs up. I'm going to swing at one eventually. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, my uh, my number one is when traveling, and again, this is for you single gals, stay at small hotels where it's easier to meet strangers. <laughs> they, may, stranger? they may be in your shower. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just got back from burying a body in the desert. <laughs> Yeah, because you know the small hotels are the best ones. Oh, yeah. I like the ones that, that say, you know, with color TV. <laughs> yeah. Remember the one we drove by? Yeah. Had a pool. It was a kettle pool in the front. Pool. It, it, it was literally a kettle pool. A kettle pool next to the parking lot. What? Yes. Yeah. And it on said, their sign, it said yeah, pool. Pool. We have a pool. It was a kettle pool. Like, yeah, right. that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right, so, okay, so stay at a small hotel. All right, Doug, next one. All right. Well, my next one, and this is very timely and poignant, is you always want to be feminine and to be a lady. You don't want to be crude. So when you're smoking and you're done, 
always <laughs> use an ashtray. Never crush your cigarette out in a coffee cup. So that's what it says. Use the ashtray. Don't crush the cigarette in a coffee cup. Well, yeah, don't be crass. I mean, no, no, you don't. <laughs> you want to be know, a classy smoker. Or put it out in his uneaten state. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with that, honey. <laughs> mm, nice. If you act like that, you may be getting, going with the stranger at the hotel. You I don't might know. be. <laughs> All right, Mike, you got another one. I do. This one is actually very simple. Make a lot of money. <laughs> hey. I can dig that. I like how that's just, they, they, you know, just, hey, just make a lot of money. Yeah, make a lot. Yeah, you know, just like that. You know, you just make money and. Maybe I should do yeah. that. Maybe I should just make a lot of money then. The scary that thing is. What am I doing all these years? When it doesn't say it, how. Figure that out. When you figure it out, let me know. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it too. <laughs> I will try. So, yeah, make a lot of money. That's a good one. All right. Well, my second one is, and this is very weird, stumble when you walk into a room that he's in. What is it, so Dick you, Van Dyke? Are, you, are you drinking or <laughs> falling over everything? I guess it means he'll catch you. I don't. <laughs> or you're like, wow, that lady's a klutz. But that would mean he has to get out of his chair. Or... <laughs> it's, it's like, I can't imagine this woman. She wouldn't get any of her chores done. She'd be falling down all day long. Yeah, she's stumbling all over the place. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, Doug. All right. Uh, this one. This one could maybe tie in with the hotel. I don't know. Turn wolves into husband material by assuming they have honor. So the guy's a real jerk. He's a wolf. He's out prowling. Ow! Smacking ladies on the bottom. All right, honey, get me a beer. Treat him with honor and make him husband material. I know that you're abusive. You call me fat and you make me cry, but I think I can change you. (laughs) Sadly, I think that does still happen. Today. I think so. So yeah. there you go. You can uh, turn that wolf into husband materials just by assuming they have honor. Yeah. All right. Mike, you got another? Yeah, I do. I'm going to keep it simple again with this one. I'm going to say laugh at his jokes. I can laugh appreciate at his jokes. that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this one actually could work. You know, if you're actually very interested in a guy and I mean, my jokes were terrible. They still are terrible. Right. Uh, they are now. Courtney doesn't <laughs> now. Courtney doesn't laugh, but that's okay because she doesn't need to anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, you married her now. You don't have to. She doesn't laugh anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep, that's a good one. And actually, that's true. If the guy, if you, you know, it, it still works. It doesn't hurt to laugh yeah, at a joke. It still works. No, it's not no. at all. Um, <laughs> I was going to be really mean there. I, <laughs> that should never stop you. Go ahead, fire away. Mike's preparing himself. I was or is it say, coming at me? I don't know. I was going to say, as a guy, you should laugh at hers if she ever said anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we kid. <laughs> All right. Well, if you ever allow her to tell a joke, then you can laugh. <laughs> That's at right. So number three for me, another odd one, wear a Band-Aid. People, <laughs> people always ask what happened. Not if you're falling down every time you come in the room. So they you just stumble, say, oh, well. <laughs> stumble into the room you wearing a Band-Aid. constantly. Like a whole, what is they be like the whole head bandaged up, <laughs> or just the nose? Like Marsha, she got hit in the, in the nose with the with the football. I guess premier pre- or Jan. Uh, I guess not Marsha. Yeah, yeah, Jan. Yeah. Again, these are all old. No, no, no. References. It was Marsha. Was it Marsha? Yeah, that's what. So I guess just promote yourself as a you know a klutz, yes. and you got the guy. Okay. Uh, well, I got two left, so my second to last one. 
point out to him that the death rate of single men is twice that of married men. So, and I, we were talking, I said, actually, I think the death rate's the same. I, we're just, all going to die. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think that... that After this, you're going to die the, sooner than... <laughs> yeah, my, You'll be the outlier. My death rate really went up. <laughs> You're going to be the outlier. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you find me with an axe in my head, don't believe the uh, suicide note, okay? <laughs> it's not true. He killed himself. How? He hit himself in the head with an axe 14 times. He was times. practicing axe throwing and it bounced back. <laughs> and hit him six, six times right in the head. <laughs> the back of the head, too, which was weird. It's really weird. Because that's where I would hit myself. If I was... <laughs> so... Anyway, you can, you know, tell him, hey, single men die twice as fast as married men. All right. Well, I think uh, I'll stay on the topic of keeping it simple. This one's probably the most simple one of all. Just go to Yale. Oh, just go to Yale. Go yeah, to Yale. Yale. Hey, yeah. that'll do it every time. I don't know why women wouldn't just go to Yale. I mean, it has to be that simple, right? Make money, if, if go you, to Yale. Yeah, if, well, if you can make money, I don't know if you need to go to Yale. But if you, if you didn't want to do that one for whatever reason. I, I mean, it's Yale. You know, I'm going to make money. No, I'm not going to do that one. I like that. Go to Yale. Yep, that is very good. Now, if you can't go to Yale, would Illinois Central College be okay? Well, it didn't say that. It just <laughs> says go to Yale. Oh, oh, you don't have to. There's not an option. Oh, I you see. are just going to go to Yale. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> so, yeah. Simple enough, right? I, I like it. <laughs> well, I actually uh, misread this one uh, at first. I thought it said accidentally have your fly open. <laughs> <laughs> that might that'll attract some husbands. <laughs> Whoa, hey! <laughs> uh, what it actually says is accidentally have your purse fly open. Oh, that's a little different. <laughs> scattering its contents all over the street. So did you read the rest of that I, too? Well, I'm just <laughs> saying. Well, that have, have your fly open, scattering the contents across the street would make me a little like what? Yeah, you don't want that to no. happen. That's something completely different. <laughs> that may attract or repel. I don't know what's happening. But no, have your purse fly open and have the contents scattered. Across I got the it. Have your purse fly open. Yes, the contents, not yes. the purse fly. Which I don't know if you've seen the contents of many women's purses, but that's going to be a major cleanup. <laughs> it, you... <laughs> it'd take an hour and a half and shut the road down. I mean, I mean, I know for your wife. Oh my the... gosh, which purse? She carries seven of them. Yeah, her purses are like the little Russian dolls. That, yeah, they just keep yeah, coming one out, out of each one other. Out. It's a little smaller. It's a little smaller. Well, hopefully, it's not the felony purse because that oh, could get ugly. Yeah, no, we don't want the felony purse. Uh... It will be after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is from a way back episode. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. That was my, uh, what, probably about my fourth one? Yep, I think I'm on my last one. Okay. And I like this one. Start a whispering campaign on how sought after you are. <laughs> Some self-promotion. <laughs> I'm going to just start doing that. Psst, have you seen that, Doug? He is so <laughs> sexy and good looking. Aren't you, Doug? Yes, I am. And I'm sexy. That's not creepy at all. That's going to get you some some good-looking guys. That's going to get some good guys right there. (laughs) Hmm. That's interesting how you would do that. That's not vain at all. No. (laughs) That was my last one. All right. Well, for my last one, if you couldn't get him with the money, the laughing at his jokes, or getting into Yale... Simply stand on a busy street corner with a lasso. <laughs> Rope him in. 
ride him, cowboy. Well, Come it does, on. It doesn't even say we have to rope him in. It just says just well, stand there with the lasso. Like, dancing yeah, in sure. and out of the, the little lasso. Or... I guess at last resort, if you can't get him with those, yeah, then you're hog then you're, you're hog tying him. <laughs> Throw him on the back of your horse. Yep. <laughs> I'm done with all this. Lassos. That's so. That is definitely throwback to many years ago. <laughs> yes. You don't hear much about that anymore. All right. Well, my my last one sticks with Mike's theme of uh, money. It says, uh, "If he's rich, tell him you like his money." <laughs> so if he's poor, you're not supposed to say that you like his money. No. Okay. It says the honesty will intrigue him. <laughs> I love your money. Yeah. Get lost. <laughs> Yeah, my wife came up and said, I love how poor you are. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. really? Mm, you like see this baloney, huh? Sometimes uh, I can afford cheese as well. <laughs> the government She issue. was hooked after that one. <laughs> <laughs> baloney and cheese? Yep. Oh. Well that's an interesting segment. Uh, you got you guys have never watched the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, have you? I have no. not. Mm-mm. So I've watched I've watched it. It's funny because they, they portray this in that show. The the wife, you know, when she's is married, she comes home, you know, she puts on her nightgown and her, her um oh like a hat that they wear to bed. But during the middle of the night, when he after he's asleep, she gets up and goes in and puts on like face cream and all this kind of stuff to make herself prettier or whatever and then before he wakes up in the morning she gets back up takes all that off puts the hat back on goes back to bed so that he doesn't see her and her like you know unmade up state or whatever wearing the face cream and stuff and it's funny because they portray the main girl and her mom both doing this and it's kind of interesting you know the stuff that was done in the 50s and 60s i don't know about you i haven't heard anything funny at this point yet i mean i that's all makes sense to me (laughs) no it's not. It's not how it's done. <laughs> Was your mom like this? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, uh, I was born in the sixties. Uh, I was born in seventy-one, and my mom at the time was not a working mom. And my mom was not either. And so supper was pretty much oh, always yeah. ready well, when my, my dad, dad got, got home. My dad got home at five twenty-five, and we usually were eating at five thirty. And it was we were told too, like, hey, when your dad gets home. Don't bombard him with now, you know, being a grown man, you understand that. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to come in the house and like, Oh, guess what? This, the, you know, the pump on the well broke and the toilet overflowed. It's like, can I just sit down for like two minutes before I have to go work on crap on this house? And as a kid, if you got in trouble, it was wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> well, see now my mom, my mom, she's going to hate me if she listens to this, <laughs> but my mom would spank. She would, she would get after us. Oh, we had, but, spank- we had spankings. Well, then she'd tell my dad. <laughs> so then I would get it again. You got the double jeopardy yeah. there. And again, I didn't understand that until I became an adult with children. And he was probably more mad that, oh, you've got your mother all upset now. Right. <laughs> you have ruined my <laughs> night. ruined my evening. So now you're getting it again. <laughs> yep. I got spanked at school and at home after I got home from school. <laughs> yeah, I never got spanked at school. They did spank kids at school. Yes. I didn't because I was scared to death that I would be murdered when I got home because <laughs> that would have happened. Yep. If you got in trouble at school, it was it was not going to be a good night for you. At, I used those little uh, blunt tip scissors and cut a friend of mine's hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the teacher paddled me out in the hall, and then, yeah, I got it when I got home, too. <laughs> wow. So, didn't do that again, though. No, you learned. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right well 
I think we've uh, taken that about as far as we can. <laughs> well, as far as we should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Probably farther than we should. I was going to say, wasn't that like 20 minutes ago? <laughs> We're going to stop. Because <laughs> it's going to take me a long time to work my way out of this now. So we'll, we'll just go. I've dug that hole deep enough. I'll quit. So we're going to move on. All right. What are we moving to? Well, I I found a story. Of a lovely lady? Uh, no. There was this, this story in the news about this uh, fashion designer from Canada. Uh, he was a millionaire or a billionaire. I don't know which it is. But he's been accused of sex trafficking. He owned his own exclusive Bahama Island. Hold it, with hold, an it estate. hold it. There's a billionaire in Canada? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it's... It's seven hundred million dollars of U.S. But <laughs> well, I figured the government had probably taken it. Wow. Uh, we won't get into politics. All right, go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, very Epstein-like. He's very much like Epstein. And From not... Welcome Back, Cotter. Yes. No. No. <laughs> no, I think the one that was murdered by the Clintons, oh, or okay. are they committed suicide? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he did. He killed himself. Yes. Yes. No. But anyway, Nygard K is his name, uh, Canadian millionaire, fashion designer. Uh, he's accused of luring victims, uh, many of them underage, to his property in the Bahamas and then raping them or getting them into sex trafficking with the the promise that he's going to turn them into models, come to my private island, and we're going to have this party. I'll introduce you to all these people. Basically, when he gets them down there, takes their passport, and then they don't get it back until they do whatever he wants them to do. Disgusting. Yes. Yes. So it says here girls would be flown to the estate uh, on Nygaard's jet, which he calls Enforce. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. The guy's a, a real tool. So what's funny about this story? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what it, what, nothing's funny about the story particularly. <laughs> so, but what it got me thinking here. Is uh, and again, these are all sounds like Epstein's. He is, uh, and some of it's so so disgusting. I'm not even going to get into it. But right, uh, basically, it got me thinking that any of these people, any guys out there that own a private island, nothing good ever happens from these guys owning a private island. So, a little another PSA: if some creepy old dude or young dude or somebody invites you, hey, you want to come to my private island? I'd probably take a hard pass on that. <laughs> Nothing good is coming from this. So I started thinking, you have books, movies, real life, all the people that own an island. That's that's like a red flag right there to me. Because I don't know if all of them. <laughs> okay. Is there a good one? Of people that own islands? I can't think well, of I don't one. know, like Richard Branson owns an island. We don't I, know anything about him. We don't know. I know. <laughs> no, but so anyway, but I got to thinking a lot like in the movies, if somebody owns an island, it's like an evil lair. Oh, yeah. Always. Or they're trying to take over the world. They're killing James Bond. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. You know, something yeah. like that. <laughs> or or it's he's a, a mad scientist. Maybe Mad Mike. Self-talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's he's making human-animal hybrids like Dr. Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> or they bring you there welcome to my private island where we hunt the most dangerous game man <laughs> and then they turn you loose and they hunt you down so it just it just got me thinking uh, you know if, if somebody invites you to a private island i do not go i don't think anything good is gonna especially if it sounds too good to be true we're going to make you a model i'm going to you're going to get all kinds of money you just fly down it's a paradise you'd be like you're on vacation oh it's just like being on vacation 
<laughs> exactly like yeah. That. Take take a hard pass. Take a hard no. So that was I just I was the more I was thinking about it, I thought uh, just, yeah it just seems like that's that's a red flag as soon yeah. as somebody has a private island bad things are going to happen excuse me it is sad because um, yeah the movies always portray it as this yeah. kind of glamorous funny glamorous you know even though it's the the evil lair you yeah. know um, it's just bad that these sickos do this yeah stuff. in real I mean, life and they're they're yeah. you know abusing young women underage women women who. Especially the underage girls, they don't know any better. They just think, "Oh, I'm going to be a model." It's like, mm, no, don't, don't, don't get on that plane, ladies. Yeah, or guys, I don't know anymore. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't say one or the other. I just would not go with them to a private island. Yeah, you could wind up on a three-hour cruise too that yes. crashes, and you end up on that island the rest of your life, <laughs> and never getting off of it. <laughs> but that—that's all I had. I don't know if you guys had anything to add to it or throw in there. Or... I wholeheartedly second that motion. <laughs> If someone, you know, charters me, no, then I'll, I'll pass. They, if they say, "Wow, you're you'd be a good looking model," you want to come to the island? Well, I know that's just a bold faced lie. So. <laughs> but I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> you're probably uh, going to be abused. Okay, and there's a downside though. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the islands out there, people. Okay, well, if you don't have anything else... I well, have. yeah, you might run into uh, Diego, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, from from another episode. The Gigolo Turtle. <laughs> the Galapagos Islands. <laughs> yes, so that was from another episode as well. Yes. You don't want to run into him either. If he catches you, you're in trouble. Yeah, I think it was just the previous episode, so... Yes, I think so. You know, Mike comes on our show once in a while, but he doesn't listen. He's not a listener at all. <laughs> I will say, I have slacked since the last few episodes. <laughs> I will admit that. He's our biggest fan, can't you tell? <laughs> oh, and, and the final story that I got, I heard this on the news, so I, I looked it up. Um, I got a soccer story. So we story. know it's true then. Yes. I, I did look it up in a couple different places. This was actually from Sports Illustrated. Swimsuit model? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> swimsuit. swimsuit edition. edition. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, this is actually a soccer story, and full disclosure, I don't play soccer. I don't know much about soccer at all. I really don't care for soccer. I mean, it's it's uh, you have to be athletic. I have nieces that play it. They're good. That's great. It just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, when, you know, they play for an hour and a half and it's zero to zero, I, I just lose interest. But that's me. So I don't know. Do, do you like soccer? I, I'm not a huge fan. A Do, fan. No, it doesn't quite do it for Both me. Both my daughters played and I would go to the games, okay. but... It wasn't ever one of my favorites. All right. Well, then I'll bring this up. I'll just I'm just going to read the article. It's fairly short, and then we can we can discuss it a little bit. But a, a French soccer player was suspended um, during a match. So it says here an amateur soccer player in France has been suspended five years for Man, biting that's a long time for biting an opponent's penis during a fight on the pitch. Now I don't know what the <laughs> pitch is. It's the just the field. The field. Yeah, this is what they, you know, the play, they, the playing surface. Oh, so they just, okay, so there. They just call it a pitch. I don't know where that came from. But. Okay, I didn't know if that was like a certain spot on the field. Like, oh, you bet me yeah. on the pitch. <laughs> well, it was on the pitch. <laughs> anyway, it so said the incident occurred during the game uh, between the SC Turville and the AS, I'm going to butcher these names, 
Sotrick, uh, two clubs in the eastern region of Lorraine, uh, separated by just a 10-minute drive. When the two players began to fight, uh, the unidentified victim, a Turbo player, stepped in to break it up. That's when the Sotrick player bit the Turbo player on the penis. The victim was forced to go to the emergency room where he received a dozen stitches to close the room and was deemed unfit to work for four days. For four days. I would be (laughs) unfit to work for probably a month. That's just me. It says the matter was referred to disciplinary arm of the local soccer governing body, which ruled this week that the Sotrick player was suspended for five years and his club was also fined 200 euros. Incredibly, the victim and his club were also punished. He was suspended for six months for his actions in the locker room and parking lot, and his team was fined 200 euros and docked two points in the league standings. What were his actions? Well, I think after you've been bit on the penis hard enough that you're going to get 12 stitches, that kind of, you you can act out however you want. I I think you get a pass in that scenario. For, For a little bit. Yeah. You're making me have to say the P word again. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, I couldn't believe that. He was bit so bad that he had to get 12 stitches. So, first, they must not wear a cup, which, okay, I'm wearing a cup all day. Oh, yeah. Again, You already got feet flying around. I, I don't mean, know soccer very well. Maybe this is common in soccer. Not that I'm aware <laughs> of. Second, it was the guy who wasn't even involved. In, he came out to break yeah. it up. Wow. He just, hey, stop doing it. Chomp. <laughs> the other thing I thought is, what was happening that the guy's face was that close to his penis? <laughs> I mean, is that how they break it up around there? Or what, what is going on that, that that happens? I didn't think that that was a common occurrence in soccer. Um I don't ever want to be that close to one. <laughs> I don't want to be that close to a person, really. I mean, I like there's there's personal space, and if I'm that close where I can bite something like that, I, that's that's way too close, in my opinion. Again, that's just me. I don't know of other people. Maybe maybe they're all just fine with it, um, but uh, I don't know. And then I also got to thinking. You know, like in football, they have a foul. They'll throw the flag. Right. I know they have cards in soccer. But then the ref gets out there and he'll explain what, you know, what happened. Like holding and he'll grab his uh, right wrist with the left wrist and pull down. What's the hand signal for this? And does he announce it over the speaker? Red flag. We have a biting of the penis. (laughs) He make it like a a Pac-Man's like, (laughs) what is happening? That'll be a five-inch penalty. happening so i yeah i just um i don't know i i have never heard of this before it kind of uh intrigued me a little bit like wow that is that is really and i have i've been really mad at somebody before i have never been so mad that i would want to do this i can't think of a reason where i would want to do this no there would never be a reason especially in sports no especially in anything yeah well (laughs) true but i don't know Again, I don't play soccer. Maybe maybe if I did, I would get that mad. But maybe the guy fell. <laughs> well, the thing about hearing about this, I've been flip-flopping in my mind. Do I I want to see oh, the video? Yeah, don't no, I don't want I don't want to see the video. Do I want to see I, I want to see it. I want to know what happened. Oh, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I didn't look up for the video. I, I was like, "No, I I'm not I'm not looking that video up." I feel like it's a you watch it. It's a point of no return thing. 
Well, I just didn't want well, it does to, make you curious how that can happen. I don't want that like in my search. But yeah, history. also that. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> what, what, what would you know, you know, just like a biting penis or something? I don't. <laughs> you got to be very careful when you're searching for stuff because you don't want those things coming up. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Valid point. So, anyway, that was it. I just saw that. I was like, wow, that is. Uh, that is a personal file. Yes, I think that would be very personal. That would be a personal file. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. Again, I think the guy that got bit got kind of shafted there, so to speak. <laughs> uh, with the six, he gets suspended too. Do they like, make an ace bandage for that? I a sling <laughs> around your neck. <laughs> got it in the sling. <laughs> Four days, I think. Yeah, that's uh. That doesn't seem like long enough time to me. Wow, and 12 stitches. That's pretty substantial. <laughs> I think you're going to be out of action for a while. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I don't know. It made me kind of. I think you had to go through hurt. six weeks of physical therapy or anything? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even respond to that. <laughs> Oh gosh, you broke me. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, what do we got to celebrate this next week? Oh, it's me. I was supposed to go first. I don't even know what's going on now. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, we got some uh some things that you can some stupid holidays for you guys to to get through the month or the month, the, the week here. Month. Week. I'm just trying to get through the end of this podcast at this point. Uh, <laughs> all right. Monday, March 2nd, we have banana cream pie day. Mm. Now for me, I hate bananas. I used to love them. They didn't uh, like I, you though. No, I kind of grew like uh, intolerant to them or something where I ate them and it, I thought I was dying. Like literally thought I was dying. And they, they said, uh, that uh, you know, you've got an intolerance to them, so you don't eat them. So, which is a shame because I did like them. But uh, you got the uh, National Banana Cream Pie Day. So, how can you celebrate it? You could watch a Three Stooges episode. They have a couple where they throw pies at everybody. You could do that. I'm sure a banana cream pie is in there. Could watch Gilligan's Island. Getting back to Gilligan's Island, they cook banana cream pies and coconut yeah, they cream did. pies. They had yeah. banana cream pies all the time. I like how they could make banana cream pies somehow without an oven or a stove. They made one, <laughs> they were but very good at that. they couldn't patch the hole in the ship to get off the island. <laughs> uh, but it says here that you can also make a very simple banana cream pie. I'm going to give you the recipe. All right. This is all tying in. You ladies might want to write this down for your husbands when they get home from work. <laughs> one box of instant pa- uh, banana pudding. Uh, let me try that again. One box of instant banana pudding. Two, or let's see, one package of... Uh, Are you sure you're going to give us the recipe? I don't know. Or... The way this is written down here, it's not like, you know, I would I would do a recipe with... That would be one line, we go to the next line, but it doesn't. It runs and it starts the oh, next okay. ingredient, and then it goes down. Like, what is this? Okay. All right. One box, instant banana pudding. One package of cream cheese, two large bananas, one container of whipped topping, and graham cracker crust. Mix the pudding with one and a half cups of milk. Cool in the fridge until thickened. 
With the mixer, combine the pudding, the cream cheese until blended. Slice the bananas into the graham cracker crust. Spoon the pudding mixture over the bananas with the whipped topping and chill for two hours. And last but not least, enjoy. Enjoy. Mm. There you go. Banana I like the part, cream about, I like the part about chilling for two hours. Yeah. Sit and relax. <laughs> Listen chill. to some reggae. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> now, in this state, you can even, you know, you can toke up if you want. You can chill it out all the way you want. That's right. So there you go. It's National Banana Cream Pie Day. Well, on Tuesday, March the 3rd, you can be a little patriotic as it's National Anthem Day. And this oh, commemorates... You can t- take a knee that day. <laughs> <laughs> Getting political. I know. Well, I, for one, do love this country. I love living in this country as a aside. But uh, National Anthem Day, as you can imagine, commemorates the day that the United States adopted the Star-Spangled Banner as its national anthem. Uh, written by Scott Francis Key, the Star-Spangled Banner became the national anthem in 1931. Nice. Now, I believe you guys are related to Scott Francis Key. <laughs> At I least have, that's what my wife tells me. I have I've heard seen through genealogy. Is that true? Well, supposedly. I've not seen the and genealogy, but she always tells me that, so I always have to make a comment about it. So. But supposedly some of my mom's family own New York, too, so yeah, I'm so. not sure. Oh, you've got just all these connections. But I wanted to be like Green Acres when Mike started going patriotic there and be the little, yeah, five, the five, the little f- five playing behind him. <laughs> okay. And uh, before we move on from the third, I just wanted to say that it's also my wife's birthday. Yes. On uh, the third, so I just wanted to give you a, a birthday shout out. Love you. And she doesn't have to too. cook She's the my giant dinner for you that night. Just sandwiches no. would be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Take, yeah. take it a little easy, Courtney. Yeah. You don't have to do a ton of work. <laughs> yeah. Just the light dusting and vacuuming and sandwiches would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be good. <laughs> Mike's uh-huh. never going to be allowed to be on the podcast again. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh. Well, on Wednesday, the 4th. We have Marching Music Day. So get out your snare drum, your tubas, I don't know, whatever else you want to play. This is my favorite day, Marching Music <laughs> marching Day. Marching Music I Day. I love Marching Music Day. Although I'm going to make it like Marching Kiss Music Day. So you got, <laughs> <laughs> you got to dress up that day, get your like march down the street with your, your amp in a wagon. and so So no, that's not what it means. But it just means keep the music moving that day and honor those who... Create music, and uh, especially in our our schools where we got kids who are making you know music at a young age, and they're out you know doing marching band, concert band, all these different things. So you want to honor uh, musicians that day. So that is on Wednesday the fourth. Play a little John Philip Sousa that day. John Philip Sousa, there you go. Or the national anthem from the day. There you go. You could do that. All right. Well, Thursday, March fifth is Cheese Doodle. Day, National mm. Cheese Doodle Day. And no, it's not celebrating a doodle with cheese, though it's possible to doodle with the cheese in the can if you wanted to. Or you could doodle <laughs> cheese on paper. Like. You could draw cheese doodles if you want. Nope. Instead, this day is about the crunchy treat that may or may not turn your mouth and fingers orange. Over 15 million pounds of cheese doodles are produced annually. This crunchy orange deliciousness is enjoyed around the world. A cheddar cheese-coated snack. Cheese doodles come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and flavors. So get out there, buy us some cheese doodles, and enjoy the day. Get them fingers all orange. 
I thought maybe that was a, a hybrid dog or something. You know, you got golden doodles and, <laughs> it, it uh, you know, cheese a cheese doodle. doodle. This is my cheese doodle. It's part <laughs> poodle, part cheddar. <laughs> oh, all right, go ahead, Mike. All right. Well, we're going to follow up Cheese Doodle Day with National Oreo Cookie Day on the 6th. So uh, uh, be ready to observe Oreo Day with a nice glass of milk. Your favorite flavor of Oreos, which there are a ton, by the way. My favorite, uh, I'd probably go with double stuff on mine. Or mint. Mint's good, too. Uh, the national They're especially bis- good on your uh, uh, St. Patty's Day milkshake at McDonald's. <sighs> we won't get into that <laughs> in this podcast. We we'll, come, to, we'll come back we'll to that. We'll revisit that one. That'll be future. a gripe. <laughs> the National Biscuit Company, today known as Nabisco, first developed and produced the Oreo Biscuit in 1912 at its Chelsea factory in New York City. Today, the block in which the factory was located was known as Oreo Way. Nice. So do you just eat them whole? Do you twist them and eat the icing off? Do you dunk them? What do you do with them? <sighs> My favorite thing is probably dunk them. Let them just sit for a little bit in the milk. And then... Yeah, they got to get soggy. Yeah. I'm a dunker, too. I like dunking mm-hmm. them. See, I'm, them not, I'm not a dunker. Well, you're a communist. But I do. <laughs> I, well, I am. But no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I do like to uh, take two double stuffs and twist the tops off, eat the two tops, and put the two double stuffs together. Oh, so now you much. got a quadruple, See, I am not a double quadruple stuff. stuff. I, want the I may have to stuff. try that one time. <laughs> have you yeah, seen? It's that. very thick. Have you seen at the gas stations now, they do sell like a two-pack of the mega stuff? I mean, and it, it's literally like an inch-tall Oreo. There's two of them. They're giant, and it's like most almost all stuffing with See, a very little bit of Oreo. I say at that point, why were you even putting the Oreos so, in there? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just so you can yeah. just hold on to it. It's something to hold with. It's yeah. like a handle. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, double stuffs are probably my favorite. I don't know. They had a peanut butter one that was pretty good, too, though. I haven't had that one. Yeah, that was good. All right. Well, on Saturday, the 7th, we have Cereal Day. So we're going to celebrate that day with a big bowl of cereal. Uh, you guys have any favorites? I know my, oh, mine Captain is Crunch. Captain Crunch, yep. Even though it destroys your mouth. I love it. <laughs> You got one, Mike? Well, let's see. I was trying to think. I'd probably go with uh, Lucky Charms. I was never really that big of a cereal person, but the marshmallows and Lucky Charms, I, I love those as a kid. I like I like Lucky Charms. You I do like not. Them? Oh, I hate Lucky Charms. Yeah. Well, we've, we've covered cereal yes, before in an earlier podcast, but uh, yeah, Cap'n Crunch is my favorite. Um, so I think that's how I'll celebrate it. Sit down with a big bowl of Cap'n Crunch and go to town. So your wife will probably bring you breakfast in bed anyway. So just make sure. Oh, it's probably. Cap'n yeah. Crunch. And sometimes I eat it for supper. So she might bring it down for supper. You know, I mean, either way, <laughs> Not on the same, day. either way is fine. Whatever. I'll let her make that. <laughs> oh, choice. That, that is really sweet. <laughs> you are just a nice guy. I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sunday, March 8th, national peanut cluster day. Peanut cluster is melted chocolate mixed with peanuts that make the perfect combination of sweet and salty deliciousness. Sounds good to me. So get out there, get you a bag or a box of peanut clusters. I know Menard, you go in there, they always got the Brock's bag of peanut clusters. My dad would used to buy those. So uh, buy a bag or a box of peanut clusters and enjoy the salty, sweet goodness. I'd be good with that. That yep. was Sunday, March 8th, National Peanut Cluster Day. I think that wraps it up. I think that's it. We've probably made so many people mad now that uh, we'll be writing. 
forgiveness or I'm sorry notes uh, all week long. That's all right. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hopefully everybody had a good time and uh, enjoyed some of this uh, comedy. Yeah, this goofy. Hopefully we made, we made it comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll Somewhere see. Along we'll, the way. We will yeah. see in, in a short few days if yes. it was comedy or not. <laughs> it was all fun right. for us. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Mike, thanks as always for joining us. Yep, yep. it's always fun. Although I don't know after this one, you might be thinking, "Wow, I wish I would have just stayed home." <laughs> but we always enjoy having you here, and uh, we thank all the listeners out there. And uh, think that about wraps it up. Unless yep. you got anything else? Nope. And I think now that Mad Mike is available, you can use that moniker oh, from yeah. here on out. You'll be Mad Mike on the on the podcast, That's right? And uh, we'll be good to go. Sounds good. All right. Yep. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great week. See ya. Yep. See ya. Talk to you later. Well, that's the show. Thanks again for listening to It's Funny. That makes it okay. Be sure to join us next week for a break from the mundane. Please rate, review, and share our podcast. Feel free to send comments to it's funny at comic.com. Remember, if you see or do something that's a little questionable, as long as it's funny, that makes it okay.